Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the ARC podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Joy. Welcome back. <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, December 7th today and the holiday season is well underway. Yeah, I, I put up my Christmas tree last week, which is fun. That's awesome. I love, one of my favorite things to do during Christmas is drive around neighborhoods that are decked out with lights. And we always put up Christmas lights when... I was a kid and we had a big front yard so we always decorated the hedges and spent one evening as a family decorating the tree. But, but no snow, right? No snow, no. The the Christmases that I can remember, the favorite ones, we always went to the beach. Oh. It's like 75. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> listening surprised. hates you right now except for the people in Florida and California. That's very true. But yeah, I, I spent one Christmas in California and... At the time, I worked really early in the morning, like four in the morning, so I still got some coldness, but Mm -hmm. it still wasn't the same without without the snow, because I grew up in northeast Ohio where we get like more snow than here, even like three, four feet of snow, Mm -hmm. so it's it's not Christmas to me without snow. No, and what's funny is that all the Christmas imagery and vocabulary still exists in California, the snow, the snowmen, the snowflakes, <laughs> but it, it really does not apply. So it's it's nice to be here and actually have a wintry cold yeah, Christmas. Still, there's mountains probably that you could That's very try true. to and look at, at least look at snow in the distance. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, I know people are excited to talk about snow and weather, but <laughs> uh, since it's Advent, we wanted to talk about Advent traditions and we'll talk about a specific book that we have later that could help your family Mm -hmm. Um, but um, did your family have any advent traditions or advent calendars or anything yes we actually practice advent every year every year that I can remember and we did two things one we got those little chocolate calendars (laughs) from my grandma in New York and that was always a delight because we wanted the chocolate as kids but then as we grew we had readings daily and we would focus on particular reading on Sunday, whatever day that was, and we would light a candle around a wreath. And each week leading up to Christmas, we would light another candle. And then finally, Christmas Day, we would light the center candle um, commemorating Christ's birth. See, my family did not have any Advent um, traditions, which has led me to now want to do that because mm-hmm. I like the... It's a little bit of a ritual, like a symbolic thing that I think is nice for leading up to Christmas to remember what it's really about, because I know you can get caught up in um, the other side of Christmas, the presents and the mm-hmm. Santa Claus, and especially now having a, a, a young child, though he doesn't he doesn't know yet that Christmas means presents yet, mm-hmm. so we're, we're good there, but having a thing to look forward to that isn't just about getting something it's about celebrating Jesus's birth and creation um so yeah we're mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure that out as a family but I know um there's a lot of options for what we can do and maybe even mix it up and do something different every year exactly and even for those of you who don't practice Advent but want to, incorporating the Christmas tree is a really great way to do it. So Advent incorporates something called the Jesse tree. And the Jesse tree is named after the great, great 
great grandfather. You can fact check um, us on that. Yeah. That's the right amount of greats. <laughs> Quite a few greats. A grandfather of Jesus. He was a father of David. And so in this, um, each day there's an ornament that goes along with Advent to remind us of the story of the Bible. So it begins in Genesis and goes all the way to the birth of Jesus Christ. And Advent is really about anticipating Christ celebrating Christmas and looking forward to Jesus's coming again. So you could either use a small evergreen tree or even a cluster of red dogwood branches in a vase. It doesn't have to be that extravagant, but the point is, is that you have a place to come daily and weekly um, to commemorate what we're learning. So just so you know, before we talk a little bit more about Unwrapping the Greatest Gift, which is a book that we have that talks about Advent, if you're interested in ornaments for your tree, you can get those at thegreatestchristmas.com and use a special code if you get the book, and you'll be able to download those ornaments for your whole family. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn more about the Jesse tree or get ideas, Pinterest is a great place to get examples, or you can just Google it. There's, I was doing it earlier, and I found there's a couple different websites that give instructions or have ideas for fun crafts you can do to create your own or even this this book that we're going to talk about has some ideas mm -hmm. so this book that we have mentioned is called unwrapping the greatest gift and it was put together by ann voskamp with beautiful illustrations that walk you through from creation the first day is december 1st the place where love grows all the way to december 25th and the never-ending christmas and Anne goes through scripture passage, scripture passages for the, the day. And then she talks about the story really from her perspective and then really from a family-friendly perspective in, in which children can understand. And then for the whole family, she goes through thoughts to discuss and activities. And I found as I've gone through this, this would be great even for youth groups or church groups or small groups, things that are really thought-provoking. And though it highlights stories we know from childhood, it takes a different spin on it. And it's beautiful because it really shows us moments that really are tied together up until the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, I, my favorite part is the activities because, you know, you can sit there and listen to a devotional as a family um, but there's something about actually doing an action to actually bring it home and hmm. have you remember it better by experiencing it mm -hmm. um, and that's a great way to incorporate if you have children in your home that's a great way to do it like i'm looking i just turned to uh december 2nd and adam and i have been talking about how his son luke likes to bake with Adam's wife, Megan, and this family activity is create something to show your love. Cookies, ornaments, or a homemade card. Share with people who may need to be reminded that they are loved. And so that's just a really simple thing. doesn't take a lot, but it really has a deep meaning to it. And um, I should also mention this, um, this book is actually, there's a more, if you wanted to go deeper into this topic, most of the content from this book comes from another book called The Greatest Gift which is also by Ann Voskamp. And this is more more of a family devotional based on the content from that book. So this is like a, it's basically like a coffee table book size with nice mm -hmm. illustrations. But if you wanted to 
um, read something on your own, the greatest gift would be the, the way to go. Mm-hmm. So we have a special treat for you today. We're going to play the devotional from December 7th for today. And just as you listen, take note of how it applies to you specifically. And as you're preparing for Christmas, how it fits into your ideas, your activities, the things on your heart and mind. And then also something that maybe you could share with your family members um, or those around you. So here's Ann Voskamp reading Day 7 from Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. Abraham named that place the Lord provides. Genesis 22, verse 14. December 7th, here I am. Today's reading, Genesis 22, verses 1 and 2, 6, 11 to 14. God tested Abraham's faith. God said to him, Abraham. And he answered, Here I am. Then God said, Take your only son, Isaac, the son you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Kill him there, and offer him as a whole burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and gave it to his son to carry, but he himself took the knife and the fire. So he and his son went on together. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham! Abraham answered, Yes. The angel said, Don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you trust God, and that you have not kept your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham looked up and saw a male sheep caught in a bush by its horns. So Abraham went and took the sheep and killed it. He offered it as a whole burnt offering to God, and his son was saved. So Abraham named that place, The Lord Provides. Even today, people say, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Long ago, people built altars, just stacks of wooden sticks, and laid lambs on the altar as a sacrifice, as a love gift to God. But over time, people forgot about the one real God's love. They made up fake gods and said that their angry gods didn't want a lamb as a gift on the altar, but demanded children instead. Can you imagine? For years, people hoped there was a real God somewhere who would come and tell them to stop sacrificing their children on the altar. One day, the one real God came and called, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. And God said, You know that very own son of yours, whom you love with your whole huge soft heart? Come sacrifice him as a present to me on an altar up on a mountain I will show you. Abraham nodded a slow yes. Lay his very own miraculous child down on an altar? Kill him as a sacrifice, a present to God? Abraham didn't argue. He didn't complain. He didn't rage. The only thing Abraham said to God was, Here I am. When you say those three words, here I am, it's another way of saying another three words. I love you. And Abraham could feel God's love all around him. He could feel it, just like air. God's love was everywhere. Abraham trusted God, trusted that God's love would be like air and fill his lungs, would fill his hurting places, would keep his whole huge soft heart beating brave. He trusted that God would provide another way if he would just obey. 
Early the next morning, Abraham called Isaac, and together they followed God up a mountain. In Abraham's hand was a knife. On Isaac's back was the wood. But Dad, Isaac said, turning, where is the lamb for the sacrifice, for the love gift? <sighs> Abraham breathed in deep, filling his lungs, and then he exhaled what he believed. God will provide us with the lamb for the sacrifice, the present. Worry is always belief gone wrong, because you don't believe that God will get it right. Peace is belief that exhales, because you believe that God's love is everywhere like air. Abraham stacked the wood. He made an altar, a place for a gift. Abraham laid his very own miraculous child down on the altar. And then his fingers gripped tight around the knife, because it was time to obey God and he thought his whole huge soft heart might break. But he took a deep breath, lifted the glinting sharp edge of the knife over his child, and Abraham, Abraham, the one real God interrupted everything. And Abraham exhaled relief. Here I am. He said what he always said to God said those three words, just as if he were saying another three words to God. I love you. Stop, God said. You are willing to give me your own love gift, your only son. But the one real God hoped to show the world that he wanted all his miraculous children to be living presents to him, to be living sacrifices, living gifts, the one real God wanted all his children to say every day to him, to people in need, those three words, here I am, which is another way of saying three other words, I love you. And there in the thicket, a ram bleated. Abraham picked it up, just like picking up a present, and he laid the ram on the altar. Everywhere, everywhere, God provides presents. Just like many years later, God's own miraculous son would carry a wooden cross up a hill to be our very own lamb, the most miraculous present to the whole world. The whole world is breathing in air everywhere right now, breathing in the love of God. Thoughts to discuss. What would it look like for you to trust God with your whole heart today? Family activities. As a family, Make a list of 10 different ways God has provided for you. Put that piece of paper under the Jesse tree as a reminder that God is your provider. We hope you enjoyed that clip from day seven. And we wanted to mention that the audio is actually available if you'd like to purchase it. It's new this year. The Advent book came out last year, and now it is supplemented with audio, which makes it an even better gift and family activity to do and I'm sure you noticed some things that were meaningful to you whether through the scripture the activity or through what Anne read and for me it was really the idea of sacrificing that which we love uh, for the sake of Christ and um, in Genesis in verse 11 chapter 22 it says, and at that moment, the angel of the Lord shouted to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And that moment he's referring to is when Abraham took the knife and lifted it up to kill his son. 
as a sacrifice to the Lord. And I think about my life, and so often it's really right in the nick of time that the Lord presents himself. And the Lord is never late. (laughs) He never does things without purpose. And he does hear our prayers. And it really is just his sovereignty of knowing so much more than we do. His thoughts and ways are higher and far beyond our own. And I'm learning to trust him with that. And Abraham knew that God promised Isaac as his son and that Isaac would make him the father of many nations. And so Abraham's trust was so deeply rooted in God, knowing that he was a loving God, that he was able to follow through and be obedient even when it was difficult. Um, I love the activity because it's something you could do as a family. You could send your family off to different parts of the house to do it themselves or you could as a family decide um, what are 10 different ways that God has provided for you as a family so it's Mm -hmm. I thought that was a cool angle to it Mm -hmm. yes and it is important to remember those things throughout the year that God has provided and we know that through the Old Testament a lot of problems came up when people forgot forgot who God is forgot who um he was for them in the past and what he's done and what he's promised and so uh, Abraham is just an excellent example of that and as we come into Christmas I hope that you all remember Christ's sacrifice both as a child in human form and then to come eventually die on the cross and raise to life again to conquer death so that we may celebrate Christmas with new meaning well put. And um, going back to the book with the activities, I know I keep going back to those, but um, I think that would be a great craft to do is maybe putting all the activities you do together and then revisiting them throughout the year just to remember the reflection you had at Christmas can be something that can be applied throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Plus, you could read the book again. That's great. Adam. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just Christmas. I know it, it's themed Christmas, but hey, why not? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to learn more about this book or buy it or buy the audio or just listen to a clip, um, you can go to thegreatestchristmas.com or visit Ann Voskamp's website, which is aholyexperience.com. And that has been episode seven of The Ark. Thanks for joining us.